Uh, give me a check, check what? Check, check what? <laughs> <laughs> check, check. Hello. Hello. Seventeen degrees in Nashville, but it feels like eight. Ooh, that sucks. It's not that fun. I was just in uh, New York City, and it snowed one day, which was nice and cool. And now I'm back in Los Angeles, and wearing shorts. Yeah, it's like 65 degrees. It's beautiful. Oh, I would die for some warm weather right now. Well, move to Los Angeles. No, I don't care that much. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to have to wait until I get to South Africa where it's going to be very hot. When are you going Four to weeks. South Africa? When am I going? February 21st. I go to South Africa. It's my last trip there before he moves here, which is insane. I can't believe he's moving here. I know. It's pretty wild. So because it's my last trip for a while, I, I'm going to miss it. I've kind of grown to love it. You know, I, like, I've been so many times. I have my fave spots, my fave restaurants, my go-tos. And, I, you know, I love their grocery store. I think I've talked about that before. So I, I really will miss it. So I'm staying for a little over two weeks on this trip so, since it's the last one for, for a minute. It's not that big of a deal because guess what? Africa's not going anywhere. That's true. It's not. Aside from it being... Actually, you could argue that and say that the continents are actually always moving slightly on their little tectonic plates, but that's another Oh, my story. God. <laughs> that was the nerdiest thing, I think. They I... actually are going somewhere, but we, we don't have to go there. Very slowly, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're a dork for saying that. All right, Brandi. New year... New me. It's time to start working on your 2020 vision. Keep your eyes peeled and Instagram open for sneak peeks of articles, latest sales. If you're trying to redo your house and make 2020 the best year yet, you need to check out article.com. Seriously, Article is one of my favorite places to shop for furniture. I have a sofa from Article that I love. It's um, it's a nice like Cognac leather sofa that's pet friendly. My dogs jump all over it and it's still in great condition. I have an outdoor dining table from them that I love. And my good friend Kirsten's actually furniture shopping right now. And she was having such a hard time finding mid-century style dining room table chairs that didn't break the bank. And I was like, you know what? Look on article. And she checked it out and found ones that she loved that were at a really good price point. Are you saying Cognac? Cognac? Is it not Cognac? I don't know. Oh my God. Article's the easiest way to make your space look beautiful. Direct-to-consumer furniture company that combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of online shopping. Article's team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. And they are dedicated to a modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian designs. I know it can be scary to order online, but they have fast, affordable, flat-rate shipping available across the U.S. and Canada, free on orders over $9.99. You have 30 days to make up your mind, and they have really simple returns and exchanges if you happen to not like it. But I have a feeling you're going to because everything I have from them is great. Yeah, Article is awesome, and they're offering our listeners 50 bucks off their first purchase of $100 or more to claim that. Visit article.com slash YFT and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash YFT to get 50 bucks off your first purchase of $100 or more. <laughs> what else is new in the world of Brandi? What's new? I just spent a week in Denver. Love it there so much. I actually spent uh, an entire day driving 
up to the mountain so that my dog could see snow. It was well worth it. She was the happiest dog on the planet. And we got lucky because it was actually like, like actually snowing. There wasn't just snow on the ground. It was like coming down. It was really, really pretty and fun. Your dog looks like a snow dog. I mean, she is a snow dog and it's crazy. Like you don't really see Huskies in Tennessee. I mean, I do know people that have them, but you just don't see them often in Colorado. They're everywhere. They have to be the most popular dog in Colorado. I could see that for sure. But I was gone in New York filming a secret thing for two weeks. And well, I can't tell you how it went, but you can't say like it went good or it went bad. It was really fun. And when it comes out, I think everyone's going to find it very humorous Oh, good. with what's going on. That's about as much as I can say. But I, I will say this. I was around a bunch of famous people. Mm-hmm. Got to know some of them, and it sucks I can't say anything, but I cannot wait for the show to come out to tell you about how these people really are in real life. Well, that's great. I know. I'm excited. But I'm just so happy to be back. Like, dude, two weeks living at a, of a hotel, mm-hmm. it just sucks. Yeah, like, it's a lot. I miss Sarah. I really miss the dogs, no. oh. you know, and then I missed yeah. SAG Awards couple nights ago where Sarah looked <laughs> fire. She looked so good. Her look was everything. I know. Big uh, fan. Me too. She was like, dude, what do you think? And I was like, you look fucking hot, dude. And she was like, I'm yeah. on, I'm either on worst dress list or best dress list. And I was like, well. But that's what you got to do. You got to take the risk of being on, you know what I mean? Where it's that fine line of being on one or the other. Otherwise, you just don't get talked about. Yeah. I mean, Sarah will always get talked about, but you know what I mean? Like you're, you're fit. Yeah, I hear that. But it's anyway, worth the risk. But I was bummed that I didn't get to go because I want to get a picture next to her, you know? Uh, no. Because like by proxy, by proximity, by just sheer gravity, I would have looked so much cooler. You're right. Also, I just envisioned this photo of you laying down on the red carpet with her train over you as a blanket, mm-hmm. and it would have been really funny. Oh, that would have been good. <laughs> I had the vision that I would would have put it around my neck like a cape, and then I'd put my hands up like Superman. That would also be good. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> possibilities are endless, and I freaking missed it. <laughs> you really did. But anyways, ain't no rest for the wicked, yo, because back in town... Mm-hmm. For or, what a day, and then you got to go back. Well, I'm yeah. So I'm supposed to do the the Good Morning America thing every Tuesday, which means I'm supposed to go back to New York today. Right? Yeah. Are you doing that? But thanks to the impeachment, what <laughs> my segment has been bumped. <laughs> no, you're kidding. Are you serious? Donald Trump has screwed me over again. Dead serious. Yeah. And you know what's funny is I feel like America needs that segment to not Mm -hmm. think about like politics and the impeachment and everything. Totally. But yeah, they hit me up with like, we're really sorry you're getting bumped. And I was like, for what? Well, the impeachment's kind of a big deal. And I was like, yep. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. That's fine. Oh my gosh. But I was surely, I mean, hopefully just this week, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long and not to get like too political, but like nothing's going to happen with this impeachment because. All the Republicans are going to be like, no, I'm not doing anything. But, I, you know, I get they have to cover it, which it just made me laugh because they were like, we're so sorry. And in the back of my mind, I was like, yes, I get to go home earlier, you know? Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, and then I got to get ready. The Grammys are coming up. Are you going to the Grammys? I'm not. I'm absolutely crushed. I really thought this year I would get to go because my dad and, my, and Noah um, are going and 
I am so sad, but I have to play a show in Connecticut, which couldn't be further away from the Grammys. So, uh, well, I'm yeah. going. I, I don't even think I'll get to watch it, sadly, not live anyway, because I play Sunday during the day and then I have to get on a plane that night to make it to my next gig. So, Heard. no Grammys for me. Well, I'm going. I'm doing the E pre show, so that'll be fun. <sighs> so, if I see your fam, I'll say, What up? You'll see uh, my dad, obviously, and then um, Noah is supposedly accompanying him, which I think is adorable that Noe gets to go with my dad for that. Is Miles not going? I want to say the jury is still out on that. I haven't heard a definitive one way or the other. Yeah. So I don't know. She's been working really hard. She's been in the studio a lot. I don't know what. She's got something up her sleeve. I'll show you something up her sleeve. she got some things up her sleeves. All right. Well. That's what's going on in uh, my neck of the woods. Can't wait to see what my dad wears to the Grammys. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see how baked he is in the carpet. I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see how like, he always straightens his hair. I want to see how long his hair looks when he flat irons it. <laughs> That's the thing. Those are the things I look forward to these days. <laughs> There's not much going on, guys. All right. Give me this one. Oh, man. That's funny. All right. Well, you want to start the show? Oh, yeah, we probably should, huh? Yep. You or me? I think you, maybe. Buckle your seatbelts, boys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> did I say boys? <laughs> you did. You did. Buckle your seatbelts, boys and girls. Bros and O's, it's time for your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy. Uh, 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 uh. All right, boys. Let's do the same. Let's do the damn Broies. thing. Come on, boys. <laughs> Um, I, don't even, I don't even know where you got that one. I don't either. You want to start with Bachelor or what? Um, we can, yeah, why not? Or we can do other stuff. I don't care. We can start with Batch. Okay. Honestly, I feel like there's not a ton to say about it. Is it just me or is this season, is there just so much petty drama? I mean, there, there's always petty drama, but I feel like it's normally only like one, maybe two like big blowouts like the whole season between like people and this, like every episode so far i feel like has just been some explosion of pettiness all right yftears i mean there's a lot of sleep hacks out there we were actually talking about noise machines earlier but there's also like no snacking at night yoga before bed meditation i try to do that instead of trying them all you can immediately transform your sleep with bowl and branch we're talking about the best selling sheets ever incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash brandy and i love bowl and branch sheets i truly do i just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy cozy bedding and for me that is my bowl and branch sheets they are made with the finest 100 percent organic cotton and are completely free from toxins they feel so buttery soft but they're so breathable at the same time and they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Yeah. We have revisionist history or we're kind of like uh, victims of the moments. But every season is like this. There's always like a couple of feuds. I think so. I just don't feel like I've never before seen so many girls just throw each other under the bus shamelessly. Like normally there's one that will do it. 
and go to Pete, go to the bachelor and be like, is that's not the same in the house as they are with you. I mean, that's every season there's one, but I feel like, like we're only three episodes in or four and already there's been like two or three girls to go into him and be like, Oh, so that's not who they say they are. Okay. So we're talking about, Aaliyah and Sydney, right? Yeah, and man, I've never seen a bachelor or bachelorette take someone's side so quick in my life. I mean, not only did he hear her out and confront Aaliyah about it, he gave Sydney a rose. I know. That was brutal. I feel like that's positive affirmation for bad behavior. Like you're giving someone a rose for being like a little bit of a snitch on the whole thing. I just don't like it. I tell you what, man, the more I've been thinking about it, I don't think that whatever her name is was bullying Hannah Ann. I, I don't think that. I think that they just got into a kind of an argument. Kelsey, yeah. But there is a part of me that thinks that Aaliyah, is, am I saying her name right? Aaliyah. Aaliyah is kind of being bullied. And hear me out. It's like one chick and then another domino falls and then another domino falls. And all of a sudden, everyone's going up and throwing her under the bus the way that mm-hmm. they do. And and that's, to me, what bullying is when, like, the cool curls kind of go after, like, the weak link and they just try to get her out of there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Here's my other thing to, like, all those girls who are, like, holier than thou, you're all doing that shit, okay? You're all fucking turning on a smile and being happy and on when cameras are there. Because guess what? You don't want to look like an asshole on TV. You don't. Yeah, I have a feeling that if you're in that house, there's probably a distinct difference between girls that feel very comfortable on camera, maybe girls that have been on a stage before or on TV before, example, the beauty pageant chicks or whatever. And so the girls that don't feel as comfortable because they don't have any experience doing any sort of entertainment probably feel very threatened by that. And I think it's probably easy for them to say like, well, so-and-so turns it on. So-and-so is one way in front of the camera. Because it's it's probably true. I mean, I'm like that. I turn it on for the camera. I've been in front, I, you know, I've done TV hosting and I've been on TV shows. Like, I, I turn it on for the camera. I mean, that's that's what you do as an entertainer. And so those girls that were, that are in the entertainment industry and used to being going to patches and stuff, like, of course they're going to do that because that's been their job. That's been what's gotten, that's gotten them to win things in the past. Like, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that you turn it on for the camera. What I think is a bad thing is if you truly or acting like you're a completely different person in the house and different on camera. But I don't think it's a bad thing to like turn it on and I don't know, like amp up your, your personality on camera. Like I think that's fine and that's normal. I agree a hundred percent. I wanted a, a Leia to be like, shut the fuck up. And let me tell you why. Cause you're all doing it. Everyone here is doing it. Everyone here is frumpy and tired and grumpy when you wake up and there's no cameras around. And then you go downstairs and Chris Harrison walks in. You're like, oh, shit, here it goes. All right, let's perk up. You know, let's be bright eyed and bushy tail. Everyone's doing it. I think that what the, that Sydney chick didn't like about Alea was that she was just kind of being honest. She was like, hey, listen, I come from this like pageant world where I've kind of like always had to be like it all started with her being like, I've always had to be like on, you know. Mm-hmm. But the thing mm-hmm. is, like, I'm not the perfect little pageant girl. I like to get turned up. Then all of a sudden she kind of, you can you can see she gets drunk and she turns into a little bit of the hot mess express which I was like hell yeah like this chick is looked like she was having a good time and and finally letting her guard down and the second she did that that Sydney girl fucking saw the weakness and jumped in mm-hmm. and the whole thing and- about Victoria being like she told the producers not to say that we knew each other I buy mm-hmm. that 
I would yeah. totally buy that being like, oh, shit, man. Because you don't know how this hall works. It's expressly known that, like, you're not supposed to know anyone going in. It's almost an unfair advantage if you're friends with people beforehand. So totally. I can totally see her being like, let's just not tell them that, like, we know each other so it's not weird or other girls think we've got an alliance. I don't know. Not the thing. I'm like this, not like Survivor. But I totally see it. Like, for whatever reason, I'm totally on Team Alea or Leah. I don't know her name, but whatever. I think it's Alea the way she spells it. Yeah, I mean, was Alea my one of my favorites? You know, go like as of now, no. Like, I, do I think her and Peter would have lasted and made it, and, and she would have ended up at the end? No. But do I agree with what all the girls said about her? No, because I agree. I think I think if any, like if anything, Peter should have understood that she didn't want the producers to know she knew somebody because he's been part of that whole casting process. He should know, right. That like that would have maybe been frowned upon and that they would maybe wouldn't have cast one of those girls. This is all very interesting. I mean, whatever. Let's just go ahead and say it though. The funniest thing that happened on that episode was very subtle. I can't get over it. Absolutely beautiful. (laughs) It's, and you know, I'm so upset that I'm not doing GMA this week to point this out. I know. I, and a, it's crazy. I feel like a lot of people probably missed this and didn't even realize it happened. It was it was so quick and so subtle. I didn't miss it. I immediately I didn't saw miss it. it either. And I rewinded it because I needed to hear it one more time. Okay. So let's I'm just gonna play it for everyone out there. All right. So it's all the girls are uh getting their pajamas for the pillow fight club date and this happens. We got these bags with our names on them. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. And inside of it was like a cute pajama lingerie set. What did you just say? A cute pajama lingerie set? I can't get over it. I can't get over it. Like, this girl has gone her whole life. <laughs> calling it lingerie and no one's corrected her and in her mind every time she's thought about lingerie she's pronounced it lingerie and i just can't get over it (laughs) inside of it was like a cute pajama lingerie set hey peter i got you a sexy little lingerie set for you later (laughs) like do you think she's asked boy like boyfriends in the past like do you like this lingerie i have on and they've just ignored her and just been like let her believe that's how you say it like the fact that there isn't more like i'm because you know how they always like someone will say something wrong and then, and then you'll see like producer and then it'll have like the producer talking mm-hmm. producer being like wait what did you call it <laughs> well someone must have corrected her because then she's seen as they get to that place, when they arrive at wherever they're going, that she gets out and then she says lingerie correctly. Yeah. So somebody had to correct her, but man, I just lost it. I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. Okay, one more time. Though. We got these bags with our names on them. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. And inside of it was like a cute pajama lingerie set. I'm like looking at the word right now on my notes and it's just so damn funny. Oh my God, you're 25 years old or whatever and you've gone your entire life thinking the word lingerie is lingerie. Her whole life. It's too good. It's too good. It's my favorite thing that's ever happened. 100%. It's so good. (laughs) And the fact that no one calls her out on it, they just like ruin this little Easter egg. God bless you, producers of The Bachelor. (laughs) Oh man. 
So good. Anyways, what were my other thoughts on this whole thing? I mean, the pool party <laughs> kind of sucks. <laughs> no one gets to hang out with him. There's nope. fucking eight chicks who are like, we didn't even get to talk to him today. <laughs> Yeah. But here's my thing. What temperature is it, Peter? Because he's in his shorts, but then also wearing a hoodie. You know? <laughs> well, it is what they film this like kind of in the September. Like, or September. It's like it's when it starts to get a little chillier out in California. I know, but it's just funny. It's like make a decision, dude. Are you cold or are you hot? Are your legs just burning up and your neck is cold? What's going on, Pete? Oh, man. Yeah, the pool party, I, I don't know. It was just so like repetitive of, all right, we get it. We get it, we get it, we get it. Nobody likes Leia. They're going back and forth. Like, I just, I thought it was just too much. Looking forward, it looks like she's going to come back. I know. There's got to be a part of him that's like, this seems weird that like everyone's kind of going after, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, he he seemed very torn up about making the decision at the rose ceremony. Yeah. For it to be so early on, I was shocked how emotional he was about it. I also like when he was on his uh, one-on-one with whoever that was. Victoria? <laughs> I don't know her name. Whatever. Were they uh, line dancing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, Peter, he's like, I love line dancing. Dude, you're from Orange County. No, you don't. But, like, he's, like, disturbingly good at it. Yeah, I know. It's a little scary. Like, I, I just, I don't know. Got a feeling he, like, took a couple lessons beforehand. Because what? Why do you know? I lived in Nashville for 12 years. I don't know how to line dance. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. But I like when they're they're driving in the car and and it's like, so what are you? Are you a red wine a guy or a white wine guy? And uh and he's like, I'm a red wine guy. And she's like, Yes, you pass a test, me too. And then they get to where they're going, and what does she and order? And she orders white, white wine. wine. <laughs> I saw that too. And I was like, um Wait, what? I'm confused. Uh, I thought you were a red wine lady. Whatever. Yeah. So good. But I'm excited for uh, the show to continue on. I'm still sticking with my theory that Hannah B is coming back and is going mm-hmm. to just blow up the whole world. And I heard so- someone's told me something that, like, Peter said that no one is going to, they can't spoil the ending of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes me think that the ending hasn't been filmed yet. It's possible. It's impossible to spoil something if it hasn't happened yet. So maybe it's down mm-hmm. to like two. They're going to do it on live TV. I don't know. That'd be cool. You know? Yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, they sent home quite a few girls this week. I also like the the super tease into the next episode. Where First of all, can we only book country artists on this television show? I'm so confused. I know. I feel like, though, that's just The Bachelor's target audience is people who listen to country music. I mean, I am I like the show, and, you know, I'm not the <laughs> biggest country guy. But I, I, know, I, know. I love the it tease. It is very funny. The tease going forward. I think it's her name's Victoria. Victoria F., maybe? It's insane. That she used to date the fucking singer. Like, they, the producers are savages this year. <laughs> I mean, that is just, it's one thing to, like, what was it, whose season was it that who's, somebody's ex came to freaking South America and, like, tried to blow shit up? Like, that was one thing. But for you to bring in... A semi-famous country artist. Yeah. And one of the girls have dated him. And to not like they couldn't have told Chase that they were that that she was on the show or he probably wouldn't have agreed. You know what I mean? He would have been like, no. And like, there's no way she knew they were gonna bring him on. Like it's insane. They're so they're such savages this year. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I've heard some I've heard some negative reports about this girl. Maybe he was like revenge, revenge to the max. I just love that. Love it. I wonder how 
it's it's funny. I have a lot of mutual friends with Chase Rice, actually. I've never heard of this girl, but I think it's interesting that she's from Virginia Beach and they dated because he lives here in Nashville. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little weird, but anyway, it's it's insane. All right. I think that's enough Bachelor talk for one day. I agree. But um, that shit's funny, man. Yeah. I um watched a lot of television in Denver. Well, somehow. good. Then you actually get to bring something to the show today. I know. Can you believe it? No. Is it your favorite episode? It's like, this is, I can sit back and relax. <laughs> well, I feel like you're probably going to say you've seen almost everything I've watched. Probably. But um, somebody, my, the first night I got to Denver, somebody was telling me about the Aaron Hernandez documentary. Oh, Did you watch it? No, but everyone's been talking oh, about I, it. You have to. Is it bonkers? It's nuts. And like, I mean, I'm not a big football guy, so I just I don't know like why I didn't don't remember hearing more about this when it actually happened because I wasn't that young. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I was when it was all happening because it wasn't that long ago, but I just didn't know much about it. I know his name, like I knew he played for the Patriots, but had no idea he was so young, mm-hmm. like 23 when all this was going down or something crazy, just like so young. But it's wild. It's crazy because. From everything like they show, and they show a lot of like real raw footage, you know, I mean, it's Doc. And from what they show, like he seems so normal. But but as you start watching it, you start to realize that he's the kind of guy that feels very untouchable. Like he thinks probably because he's a patriot and he's a star football player and he's got all the money he has that he can get away with anything. It just seems like he was convicted of this murder or whatnot, and then and it seems like he just didn't bother covering up any evidence. He was very sloppy about it. I don't know. Like it, it's just mind blowing to me, like how little he tried to be careful about doing this. You know? Yeah. What I heard from it, I do need to watch it. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. Is that he's just so stupid? Yeah. He like leaves his cell phone in the yeah. rental car and all this stuff. Crazy stuff. I don't know and don't tell me, but I remember hearing that there were reports of he was bisexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they touch on that for sure. Yeah, I remember that. Um, um, they don't really explain how that has anything to do with the murder that yeah. he's convicted of. So it's just like kind of an interesting thing they touch on. But it, it's not like that was any sort of motive for unless and like, I don't know if you could try if they were maybe they did try to say like, well, the guy he killed found out yeah. that he was bisexual, threatened to tell or whatever. I, that sounds like a stretch to me, but they do touch on that. But the other big thing that I didn't have any idea about and and I'm not gonna not gonna give it away or anything. Like you, you can see it when you watch it, but they show a scan of his brain at the end of the documentary. And for a twenty three year old guy to have the brain scan, I think they said it was comparable to an eighty year old with dementia. His brain was so deteriorated from all the head trauma from playing football. Uh. And so there's speculation of, well, does that affect your decision decision making and your judgment and what blah 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 and then you know somebody else hops on and says well there's thousands of football players out there getting head drama no one else is murdering people or whatever but it is very interesting to see that and to learn a little bit more about how how all that head trauma at a young age can really like damage your brain it's just crazy definitely watch it i don't know it was good yeah really sad he was so cute so like such a cute guy obviously very talented like just so sad I heard that, like, you know, the the prison that he goes to is on the main highway towards Gillette Stadium. And, like, effectively, he would could sit and look out the window and see all the people going to Patriots games. And Okay, so the Aaron Hernandez doc, giving it a ding. I'm giving it a ding. You got anything else? Have you started The Outsider yet? I watched the first episode. So this is the new Jason Bateman 
miniseries on HBO that we talked about. I read the Stephen King books. Books great. That first episode, like Jason Bateman is just such a funny guy. And he, you know, he's kind of like that Ryan Reynolds guy where it's like his comedy has to come out, you know, like it's just hard for it. Not even in like Ozark. It's like he's still funny. Mm -hmm. But that was watching that episode and I was like, shit, Jason Bateman is acting circles around everybody. And it's that one scene where he's talking to the cop. Hey, you know, I I taught your son how to bunt. You know that that Mm, scene? Yes. Mm-hmm. He does this whole long monologue and starts crying at the end. And I'm crying at the end. And I was like, Jason Bateman is such a fucking phenomenal actor. I cannot he wait really for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say I only watched the first episode, but I would say that so far it's pretty true to the book. Okay. Episode three came out last night. I started it this morning, but there's construction happening in my basement and it was distracting me from actually watching the show. So I haven't finished it, but episode two is great. Our buddy Ozark Mark comes in uh, to the picture and his character is, is very interesting. Like he gets such good roles. Like you go Mark. I actually FaceTimed him last week in Denver to tell him how obsessed I am with the show. Uh, But he said that his character, like to get in for like a wild ride with this character. And I can, you can kind of tell that he's definitely going to have like a very instrumental role in this. It's really good. It's it's really interesting. Like I haven't read the book and I, I don't read Stephen King stuff because I was scarred uh, in high school when Dreamcatcher came out. I went to see it and I hated it. Mm-hmm. But it's very interesting because, and I'm not giving anything away. I think this is pretty apparent in episode one or two. But, you know, obviously like there's this shadowy hooded character that keeps showing up in the background of everything. And, you know, the whole plot of this show is that all the evidence says that uh, Jason Bateman's character killed this little boy. I mean, there's evidence galore but there's also evidence that he didn't do it like pretty, pretty, pretty solid evidence that he was somewhere else. So it's like that everyone's like, how can this be? Like, how can there be so much evidence on both sides of this, whatever? And then you see this hooded character. Mm-hmm. And to me, that character just seems very inhuman. I don't want to use the word alien cause that's not right, but it's just something that's just otherworldly, like just not normal. And it's, I just can't wait to see where that goes. Mm. Well, I've read the book, so I know where it goes. I know. And I really hope that because I only watched the first episode. I don't know if they focused on that hooded character yet. Basically, half the book is his and hmm. it's about what he or she whatever does. And it's really fast. It's really, really fascinating. You're seeing the world through that hooded character's eyes. And and then you're also seeing it through Jason Bateman's character's eyes and and the cop really is like kind of the main character. Anyways, uh, that book is the book is fucking phenomenal, and obviously the show's good. Yeah, I, I'm gonna definitely read the book after the show. Yeah, got to give out sorry to ding. It's my favorite thing right now on TV. And then I also this is probably not a Wells Adams type of show, but something tells me Sarah's gonna watch it, so maybe she'll make you watch Cheer yeah. on Netflix. Have you seen the previews? No, but I everyone was talking about it at this thing I was I was working it is on. So good. I am an ex-cheerleader, so I don't know. What? Maybe that oh, yeah. And I'm not talking like football sidelines cheerleader. I was a competition cheerleader. Like I did what these girls are doing, but it just on a much lower level. Miley and I both did competition cheer growing up. And I was a flyer. I was the one on top of all the stunts. And when I was probably 15, 14 or 15, I had a really bad fall during a stunt and I was scared and never wanted to fly again. So they put me down as a base, which I wasn't strong enough to do and moved me to back spot, which I, again, like wasn't very good at. So I ended up quitting when I was really young. So it's 
it's pretty cool to watch these girls who are literally the best in the country. And I love that they, uh, the creators of this show also did Last Chance You. Did mm. you ever watch that on Netflix? No, but I went to school in Oxford, Mississippi, and that junior college is not far from there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Which is, um, so yeah, if you guys haven't heard of that, it's a, it's a, tiny, a small junior college in Mississippi. And like all these kids from all over the country who don't have the grades or um, are getting too much trouble to go to a D1 school or, or any kind of university at all, but they're so talented, they get sent to this school and their football program is just amazing. It's like one of the best in the country. So that's Last Chance You. So the people that created that did sheer Netflix. And so this is about a tiny little college in the middle of nowhere, Texas, where all of the best cheerleaders in the country want to go to this school because their cheerleading program is the best and they've won so many championships over the years and stuff so it's pretty fascinating to watch I mean these girls are such incredible athletes and they work so hard and it's um so this docu-series or whatever takes you from they have you know one competition a year that's the championships that they work for all year long and it's literally a two minute and some you know two and a half minute routine so they work their whole year to go and do this two and a half minute routine and it just kind of shows the ups and downs of that and how many injuries that happen and all that it's it's really really good so it's bring it on reality. Yeah, but better. So wait, hold on. <laughs> Is it like dance moms? Are there like parents that are just miserable as well? No, they don't really show much of the parents. I think most of these girls come from very far away. Their families that live very far away. And so they aren't very involved. The only time you really see parents are kind of towards the end when they're all watching the competition on TV. The only parents you see a little glimpse of, and it is very dance moms, there's, there's a girl named Gabby Butler that's mm -hmm. on the squad. And she's got like almost a million Instagram followers. I, I would say she's yeah. probably known more as, as like a little YouTube star than anything else but they show her parents and it's pretty fascinating to see like it seems like these parents have sculpted this girl to be a little social media star I mean it, I think they show a clip of them telling her at a very young age that she that they're like they have a video camera in her face and they're recording her and putting her on YouTube and she, like her they're like yeah just do your stretching routine we're just gonna film it and then they throw it on YouTube it's pretty insane but she is a very talented cheerleader so it is it is funny to see that all right so cheer yeah you... I would say even if you aren't you know to have no cheerleading background I do if you if you like sports if you like to watch athletic documentaries and um, somebody else compared it to Friday Night Lights a little bit they were like this filled the Friday Night Lights hole in my heart I guess because it's set in small town Texas and it's you know athletics and stuff but if you like anything like that highly recommend I really enjoyed watching it all right I'm down I'm gonna watch it because if it's anything like dance bombs then it's my jam dude. <laughs> you know dance bombs um, there's a lot of great characters in this you you really get to know a good handful of the cheerleaders like um their background and stuff and it's really fascinating all right, Brandy, we finally got all the decorations from Christmas taken down, which means we're doing a deep clean of the house because it's tinsel everywhere. And I'm so happy I have all of my supplies from Grove Collaborative. Grove is one of my favorite places to online shop. You know, all I do these days is online shop because it's just so great when things show up right at your front door. Mm -hmm. So Grove Collaborative is an online marketplace that delivers all natural cleaning, beauty, and personal care products directly to your door. Grove makes finding healthy, affordable, effective formulas easy and convenient. Over 2 million American households have shopped Grove for their healthy home essentials. 
Seriously, by now, most of us understand why it's so important to use natural products and reduce our plastic use in our homes, but a lot of people don't know where to start. So what's so great about Grove Collaborative is that they curate all of the highest quality, natural, non-toxic, sustainably sourced items that you need for your house. So make your home more sustainable this new year. Now for a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co slash YFT, you'll get free five-piece set from Grove so you can easily swap out plastics. Plus, you'll get free shipping and a free 60-day VIP trial. Go to grove.co slash YFT, that's C-O slash YFT, to get this exclusive sustainable swaps offer. Do it. Grove.co slash YFT. Save the planet and your dirty ass house. Seriously. I'm still a little shocked at how many people were upset with our take on Meghan Markle and Harry Styles or whatever his name is. Um... Prince Harry? Prince Harry. That's it. That's it. But <laughs> let's be Styles. fair. Harry Styles is everyone's prince. Mm-hmm. A lot of people um, were upset. The only with thing our I saw was someone was like, she's not from Canada. Yeah, I saw that. I saw Which, that. Which, okay. She's not from Canada. I didn't see anything else. Well, and they were like, you don't know the struggle. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, his, you know, the paparazzi killed his mom and has ruined her family. It's like, dude, I get it. We're making a joke that they don't want to be freaking royalty anymore. Let's just pump the brakes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll probably cut that. <laughs> Let's just pump the brakes. I just don't know what I need to do for Australia, though, right now. I know. I've, so sad. I've given money. I don't, I don't even know what that does. I take all my money. Take all of my money because I can't see another burnt koala on Instagram. I know. I know. It's breaking, and the kangaroos, kangaroos, it's breaking my heart. I saw some story about the wallabies are, like, taking burnt animals, like, down in their little holes to save them, and people are flying over, like, throwing out carrots and celery for the animals to eat. Like, how do we fucking drop all, all the water on Australia to stop this thing? I know, I don't know. It's sad. It's the saddest. Why is it that we are so much more empathetic to animals than we are for humans? I don't know. Something in my DNA. <laughs> no. We were talking, I was talking about it with some friends the other day, and it was like, you know, I think because animals are innately innocent, you know? Mm-hmm. And whereas humans are, for whatever reason, like, innately not. Mm-hmm. So you just automatically have sympathy for animals over humans every time. Like, obviously, I don't want any humans to die over there. But, like, I'm so much more concerned with the koala bears. Me too. And maybe- well, and they're they're endangered. And they're just now they're saying that because of all this, they might become extinct. And it's just a whole thing. It's so sad. And, like, you know, part of the reason that so many of them are dying is because of the eucalyptus they eat. It makes their, like, motor skills very – they're very slow animals. And they just can't – they're so slow they just can't get away from these fires. They're just so freaking sad. So they just seem so helpless. Yeah. So I, like, looked up to find out, like, what the best charities are to donate to Australia. And so here's a list from the internet. So take that for what it's worth. Mission Australia, Oxfam Australia, Sacred Heart Mission – Surf Life Saving Australia, the Fred Hollows Foundation, the Smith Family, and your town. Mm. So there you go. You can also donate to the New South Wales bushfires. I think that's a that's a really good one. 
my gosh, there's so many more animals that are than just the koalas that pop up. It's like the koala hospital. I forget its exact name, but if you Google koala hospital Australia, it'll pop up. You can donate directly to them to, you know, because they bring all these koalas that, they, that hopefully they can save. They're hurt and they bring them to this hospital. It's so sad. Yeah. Just take all my money. All right. Just take all of it and just fix the problem. Okay. Yeah. Can't see it. Same. Can't see it anymore. It's affecting my life. Mm-hmm. You got anything else? I started a new book. Good. I need a new book so bad. Give me some Dude, good news. I'm not very far into this. I just started it on my return flight, um, but it was given to me by a friend. Okay. She loved it, and she's got very good taste in books. It's called All the Ugly and Wonderful Things by Bren Greenwood. I haven't exactly read enough to know like what the conflict in the story is and all that kind of stuff. It's basically about this little girl. Her name's Wavona, but they call her Wavy. Okay. So she goes by Wavy. I think she's like eight or nine years old, like really, really young. And her mom is a drug addict mm. and they live in like a trailer and she's very poor. From what I can tell, it's just like a story about her life. And it's set, I think, in the 70s. But it's fascinating. Like she, her mom, not only is her mom a drug addict, but her mom is like OCD about germs or something. Like she's got something's not right in her head to where she has this weird thing with germs and things being dirty. So she has convinced this poor child that like if she can't eat food because it's it'll make her dirty to like eat the food, like that it's like got germs or something and she won't let anyone touch her because of the germs and it's stuff that her her psycho mom is like putting her head. She also doesn't speak. So she like goes to school and doesn't talk and everyone thinks she's dumb. So they put her in like a special education class and then and someone finally catches that she's not. She's actually a ge- freaking genius. And she's actually like way beyond whatever grade she's in. But because she doesn't talk, like nobody does. So like you just kind of find out little things about this girl that based on on how she's being brought up, like affects her. But I know that's really vague. I just, um, oh, here, let me, let me read the excerpt. Do it, but do it in a cool voice. I don't have a cool voice. Oh, Sorry. As the daughter of a drug dealer, Wavy knows not to trust people, not even her own parents. It's safer to keep her mouth shut and stay out of sight. Struggling to raise her little brother, Donal, eight-year-old Wavy is the only responsible adult around. Obsessed with the constellations, she finds peace in the starry night sky above the fields behind her house until one night when her stargazing causes an accident. After witnessing his motorcycle wreck, she forms an unusual friendship with one of her father's thugs, Kellen, a tattooed ex-con with a heart of gold. By the time Wavy is a teenager, her relationship with Kellen is the only tender thing in a brutal world of addicts and debauchery. When tragedy rips Wavy's family apart, a well-meaning aunt steps in and what is beautiful to Wavy looks ugly under the scrutiny of the outside world. A powerful novel you won't soon forget. All the ugly and wonderful things challenges all we know and believe about love. Oh, Yeah. All right. Ding. Nice little heartfelt story. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I'm not that far, but I do. I really like it a lot. Kirsten said she, my friend Kirsten, they gave to me, she finished it in like three days. Okay. I got a ding for an Instagram follow. I've been getting a lot of questions about the puppy prince that we got in our house. I'm getting some. I've been talking to that girl. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, I, I need to send her photos. I've, um, I haven't had time to do that yet. But yeah, I hit her up and was like, I got to have what Wells has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Instagram follow is Perky Prince. So it's P-E-R-K-I-E-P-R-I-N-T-S. And so basically you send her like, we sent like all the puppy photos of 
Carl, Boo, and Barkley, and then, I don't know, she does Photoshop or whatever, and then makes it into these black and white pictures, which are freaking amazing, and now they're, like, over our couch in our living room, and they're just super dope. Like, this isn't even an ad. We're just, I'm just into this whole thing. So, yeah, check out Perky Prince if you uh, have, like, a dog or a cat, or maybe, oh, I saw, the, I saw her do a Horses. horse. Yeah, I saw her do a horse. She does. And I I told her because she was like, we're always wanting to do new animals. And I was like, I got donkeys. I got mm. pigs. I got <laughs> you, girl. We, we can do all the farm animals that you want to do. So I'm going to get on that this week. And I, I really that's one thing in this new house that I don't have, like is wall art or pictures or anything like that up. And that's some, that's actually one of my favorite things to decorate with or personal photos. I just think it like really makes your house a home. So once I get mine, I'll take pictures. I'm really pumped. She already she's really excited about the picture. Remember the one of Astro with the headphones on because you were like, oh, someone's going to freak that you put headphones on your dog. Yeah. Turned to that one black and white and did it. And it looked so cute. So I think I'm definitely going to do that one. Dope. Well, do you have anything else? You know, I'll give, um, ooh, Kaleo has a new song. I need to listen to that. Uh, you know who I really like a lot is Black Bear. You ever listen to Black Bear? No. He's just, just this year, I feel like, started to get some mainstream recognition. Are you listening to me? I am. What song? <laughs> it's called Me and Your Ghost. It's on my release radar. I, I got to say, it is one of the more mainstream things I've ever heard from him. But I guess that's the game you play as you start to get mainstream recognition. Then you start putting out mainstream music. But it's good. I do like it. I, do, I like all his stuff. Oh, that's so funny. For whatever reason, I'm playing Paul Simon. Uh, <laughs> and I thought I was playing Me and Your Ghost. And I was like, wow, this sounds like old timey, man. Like Brandy coming <laughs> with the hit, bro. No, this is definitely like probably couldn't be more different. Yeah, okay. All right, here it is. Yeah, so different. <laughs> supposed to do with all these pictures on my iphone even all the videos only you and i know you never cared about me you just care about the likes though every time you pop up you should see my fucking high roll i can't even kick it with the homies that we both know i can't even fuck with any places that we used to go now all i got is just the memories of us though burn it all down to the ground with your ghost me and your ghost black bear just so you know if you're looking it up uh, it's me and then the ampersand and then you are is spelled you are and then ghost normally and if you liked that at all, I would recommend if you want to listen to other hip stuff, he had put an album out in 2015 called Dead Roses. That's like, even that was his first release. It was, of course, my favorite thing he's put out. And he also has a, like a single out called The One that I really like. But yeah, he's cool. He's, like I said, he gets more mainstream as he goes, but that's what people do. Yeah. Um, Gotta make some money. My, he's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. Black Bear. You got anything else? You know, the 1975 put out a song and I didn't really love it. Yeah. I haven't liked the last couple of things. Yeah, it's kind of sad. I'm going to age myself here, but everyone needs to understand I'm the youngest of five kids, okay? My oldest brother, who's like my best friend, he's 13 years older than me. So I like a lot of older music. I heard this the other day. I was like, I think that In Excess's Need You Tonight is the best intro of any song ever. I don't know if you're going to be familiar with it, but I mean, it's just such a good opening to a song 
Oh, God, yeah. If you haven't gotten in, in excess, uh, you need to get into some of it. Like freaking Michael Hutchins, uh, 80s, they were amazing. Out of Australia, so not to them. Just a good song, dude. I just don't know what to tell you. Don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Well, what plans do you have this week since your New York trip got canceled? I don't know if I'm allowed to announce it yet, but I'm going to be doing a new big uh, thing on television. So whenever I can announce that, I will. So because of that, I have to do a bunch of stuff for that this week, which is cool. And mm -hmm. then I, Grammys. And then I'm doing Grammys. So I'm getting a fitting tomorrow, which is always fun. I'm going to try to look cool. That's exciting. So that's on Sunday. And then on Monday, I got to go back to New York. <laughs> gotcha. So yeah, that's what's going um, on. Cool. Well, I am actually, so I'm playing in Connecticut this weekend. You know what Mohegan Sun is? It's a huge venue. Yeah. In Connecticut, casino venue, I think. Um, so I'm playing, I guess they have like a food, wine, and wine, and champagne festival or something this weekend. Cool. And I am playing the brunch on Sunday, the mm -hmm. 26th. So if you're up in Connecticut or you're attending that food and wine festival, yeah, should come walk, listen to Miss Spin and sip champagne for brunch. All right. And then Monday, I fly to Sundance Festival, which I've never been to. I'm so excited. I'm playing in Park City on the 28th. So if you're in Park City, you should come out to that. And my buddy Ozark Mark is actually there because one of his films is premiering that I'm really excited to see. He's in a movie that is um, – it's – it's about the drug crisis in West Virginia, mm. like in Appalachia country. I think it's going to be fascinating. So I'm excited to go see that. And I've never done Sundance, so I'm really pumped. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good week, Brandi. Miss you and I love you. Thanks, Wellsy. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. something about you girl that makes me sweat so Natalie Barbu, host of the Real Real podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to the Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.